ladies, gentlemen, people, cats, whatever, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 25 of the Midwest Metal Show. As always, I am your host, Jay Wendell, or one of your hosts, and today we've got another fantastic interview from Mankini, speaking with Zach Betzall of the band Saul. Now, before we get into things, I want to give a shout out to our partners here at Midwest Metal Show. Of course, if you haven't already given them some love, make sure to search up the Asylum Productions and Radio Network on all your social medias. You can listen to the Asylum Radio Network at Live 365 or directly from the website www.theasylumradionetwork.com. Also, welcome our new sponsor, Insymmetry Creations, the folks that brought you Heirs of Isildur and Tales from Nocturnia and has some amazing stuff on the way and one of my frequent collaborators. So, uh, And if you're having any trouble finding these things, you can always find all of the above on our website, MidwestMetalShow.com. But back to the podcast, Mankini has had the chance, electronically at least, to sit down with Zach from Saul talking about everything from family mistakes and successes in the middle of a pandemic and everything in between so without further ado i'm gonna shut up and we're gonna get this mess rolling enjoy all right welcome everyone to the midwest metal show mankini here with zach bedsall of saw zach how we doing brother good man uh it's been a pretty good 21 so far a lot of uh family time so it, it's been productive and uh watching the kids grow so it's awesome absolutely absolutely so you've got you've got kids yeah i have four kids oh wow yeah we just uh had a baby girl she's two months old roughly so wow congratulations thank you that had to be really crazy for you you know in the last year but maybe at the same time i don't know was a little better just everyone together i don't know <laughs> uh honestly it, it was kind of nice the way that it worked out because um you know i didn't have to keep arguing with my wife about where i was going to be on tour when uh the baby was going to be born and you know it i get to be here the whole time while she's been alive and bond with her and stuff like that so it's actually kind of worked out pretty nice oh rock and roll excellent excellent man i'm glad to hear that that's really nice to hear also you know, I've said it before in other interviews recently because of the year that everyone's had. It's nice to kind of have these wholesome kind of like gifts. It's, it's been a crazy, I hate to say it, shitty year. And to have these moments of hope and light through that really do help get through that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's good and it's bad. Um, most of the time we have a hard time finding the good. So, <laughs> well, well, let's start. Um the band's name, Saul, mm -hmm. comes from your guys' name, the family yep. name? Yep. Uh, Blake is my older brother. We've been playing music like this since high school, so it's been a hot minute. And, uh, you know, when we started the group and the idea, it was just him and I. And then we, you know, found a drummer and Saul just stuck. So we just ran with it. Okay. And before Saul, you guys were a cover band known as Sequoia? Yeah. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> I, I do my research yeah that was man that was my very first band so uh you know i started that with a buddy of mine in junior high actually and uh later we talked blake into playing bass guitar for us and so he picked up bass guitar started doing that and then we broke off in high school and started writing music and uh you know we had a hard time searching for a singer and blake just one day he's like 
you know what, dude? He's like, I could do it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So then we were a three piece band and he played bass and sang for a lot of years until we decided to get Will um, on bass full time and Blake full time singer. That was mm, not that long ago, probably three, four years ago, maybe. So it's right. been kind of kind of a cool evolution step up. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you guys started, you know, as the cover band, and here we are at Saul now. In 2019, you guys released your very first EP. Yeah. Well, um, it technically, it wasn't our first EP. It was our first EP uh, with new. Uh, you know, as the four piece with, uh, you know, Will and we had a new drummer at the time and gotcha. new new management. We had a different team behind us and uh, we rebranded everything. So it was kind of like our we felt like it's honestly like our good debut into the world. Everything else was kind of just practice and, uh, you know, learning. So gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so walk me through that the EP, the song on there, obviously the big single brother. Walk me through that real quick. Uh, yeah, so um, back in 2009, Blake and I lost our oldest brother, Caleb, uh, to the H1N1 virus, which, you know, was swine flu. Uh, oh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy because, you know, the with COVID right now, it's kind of the same thing, but obviously COVID's way worse. Um, but, you know, the side effects and how people are getting really sick and everything is exactly what swine flu did to my brother. Um, but yeah, he passed away in uh, 2009. And uh, it took us quite a few years to cope and, you know, um, kind of put this song into or the, the lyric content into song. And once we started rolling with it and then we really just it started going and it was it's, it's a cool feeling. And um, what I like most about it is it's a song that we have when we're on the road and online, people just send us their stories about how they lost, you know, a military brother or an actual family member and how this song helped them cope and it's exactly what we wanted because that's exactly what we had to offer from our experience and how it helped us absolutely and you bring up the the parallels kind of between h1n1 and covid and i think you know and not to take away from the song but i think in this time now the song hits all over again for so many people who are going through that same thing right and you, you know not to bring up bad memories but to know that you guys have gone through this get of people kind of like you said use a song as a coping it kind of you know brings warmth or you know some resolve to the heart right yeah exactly um I, I, that's the whole that's all we want with our music at all, at all times is we're going to write about personal experiences that we've been through or dealing with and we're going to throw them at the wall and if it hits you. It doesn't even matter if it's the same reason that we wrote this song, at least tell us. And like, hopefully we have a connection. I think that's the, I think that's what keeps rock and metal alive is because I feel like we can honestly do that and we continue to do that. And I don't think a lot of other genres are doing that. Um, you know, it just seems like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get on a rant. I don't even want to do that right now. Let's <laughs> stick to this. <laughs> Don't be afraid to go on a rant, but I, but I, but I am right there with you. I, I always, when I, when I ask questions, I used to teeter around the question of, you know, do you believe rock music is dying like they say? And that's actually a really good point you just made. The idea of, you know, there's always something 
someone can take away in a feeling that just kind of hits them. And that feeling may be different from every single person at the show. Yep. But it's a it's a shared experience. No matter uh -huh. what you play, it's that experience you share. I think yep. you said it best. That's why rock and metal won't die because of that emotion. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I guess, you know, the the rant or the tangent I was gonna go on is, you know, especially with a lot of, you know, pop music and country music is i mean they are formulating to write to sell and you know a lot of rock does as well but at the same time it's like where's the real emotion let's let's get past the third grade reading level on this number one pop song that's got <laughs> two trillion streams and let, let's get down to the basis of what this song is actually talking about what does it mean and what is it doing to help and like connect people versus just you know, pussy money weed. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I hear Which is cool. Everyone likes that. But let's <laughs> let's talk about something important. Who doesn't like pussy money and weed? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be the next band somewhere. <laughs> that's um, funny. Well, with with the quarantine, obviously that's been happening, and, and and the shutdown and whatnot. It's I'm going to assume it's given you guys a lot of time to write even more music. Yeah, um, actually, we spent the first half of last year finishing up our record, Rises Equals. Um, we had probably three quarters of it already done, and we were trying to fast track it before we got on tour. Um, March of last year, we were supposed to go with All That Remains, Hell Yeah, and Butcher Babies. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to put the record out around that time. And honestly, thankfully, that COVID did hit because it of time for us and we decided to go down and do two songs with um some good buddies of ours now uh songwriters uh we ended up doing the song rises equals and things change with them and then we had the opportunity to work with david draymond on king of misery and uh, uh luckily we did because those are three really strong songs on the record so it was pretty nice and now we're starting to gather our thoughts and ideas to do new songs here coming up pretty soon for the next record so it's kind of kind of nice Rock and roll. And I, I wanted to talk about uh, actually King of Misery with David Trayman because that's another one. Um, and I always, we talked about rock and metal evoking emotion and whatnot. Um, I always like to take songs and music and obviously if I'm feeling a certain way, music's gonna, you know, play a role in that. And I yeah. think the song, for better or for worse, really could encapsulate 2020 in a way. Um, in a, in a, I don't, I don't want to come off in a negative way. That's not what I'm saying, but no, 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 I think honestly, you know, that's the whole idea of it. It's because the whole, this whole situation of 2020 has kind of put everyone, I mean, everyone's mental health is very not stable right now. I mean, I, I don't know the statistics or the facts, but I mean, depression and anxiety is got to be at a whole all-time high for a very long time you know and i think the fact of um you know being the king of misery is you're still holding your shit together but you're not good and it's not yeah. good around you, you absolutely know? so yeah absolutely. um so with everything that's happened you know you guys were set to tour in march like you said I don't know who's got planned where. I know there's been festivals, you know, beginning to make their announcements, some prematurely, and who knows, maybe mm -hmm. maybe they'll go off. 
have you guys began talking again about touring or is that kind of off the table right now until you know more? Oh, man, we've been talking about it for, ooh, looking at my fake watch, man. It's been <laughs> oh, about a year now. Uh, you know, with, you know, the, the vaccine come in and stuff, I no one knows what's happening yet. So it's like, you know, we've, we're talking to festivals and festivals are reaching out to us and it's like in the back of our mind and everything's kind of gearing up and pushing that way. But we, I just, I don't want to get my hopes up and then be like, Oh, put out another message. Oh, you know, we can't make it because blah, blah, blah. You know, I just, I don't know. I hope things open up and I hope the vaccine starts doing stuff. Um, because, uh, I know, I think Rebel Rock Fest in Orlando, Florida is still mm -hmm. on. So I know they've been announcing it and stuff. And like I said, we've been talking to other places and man, we just, we need to get out. People need to get out. I, I, I'm with you. I uh, I was talking to Chad Nicefield, formerly of Wilson last night. And um, mm -hmm. it, that was one of those things I brought up. It's, you know, from a musician standpoint, for someone like yourself, I'm sure there's this longing feeling of being back out on the road uh being on the stage performing um and even as musicians you mentioned being fans as well and i and i really not alone obviously not just my feeling but i know losing live music really hit so many people in so many ways you know being yeah. a fan and that connection but being a musician is just so much lost on the music industry right now and it's you know, it's been scary. I've got friends, you know, that work within the business and whatnot. And obviously I've, I've spoken with musicians. So to just mm -hmm. think of what possibly could be if things don't get better, it's, it's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Oh, man. It's in this. I think the scariest thing is it's not just our industry either. I mean, it's a lot of people that are out of work. And oh, yeah. um, anyone that is a music fan knows that. Uh, music is therapy so it's like there's gonna be a lot of sick people for a very long time you know and I, I i think i personally think that musicians are born i mean it's it could be environmental yeah but i think deep down it's in the dna so if those people you know always have that itch and they can't go out and they can't create and do their thing i mean you're gonna have a bunch of sick people you know absolutely absolutely and, and that's a good point to make as well uh, you know I'm sure you can teach a lot of things in music. I mean, I've seen it, but you know, the musicians in general, I think really are, they're born with something in them that, that, that drives you guys to do what you do. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that's a really beautiful thing. You mentioned the therapy. I think something should be said there every time. Music is, we, we've talked about it a lot so far in this short amount of time already. Music is, is therapy to people. People, mm -hmm. you know, find their release, they're relieved, mm -hmm. you know, they yep. find comfort flawless through your songs and just, just, it's one of those things. Um, I'm imagining whatever the first concert is back in anybody's state, wherever they are, is going to obviously be a sold out show. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, luckily we, we had the opportunity to do, we try and do an annual festival every year called Southern Slam. Uh, I live in a small town. Blake and I are from a small town in Sutherland, Iowa, of like literally 700 people. And oh, wow. 
we have a big festival every year right downtown. Uh, and luckily we got to do it this year. I didn't think we were going to, and you know, hindsight, it was probably somewhat irresponsible. And you know, you know, we realized that, but um, I think the takeaway is we had the opportunity to do it. You know, a thousand people came and a thousand people left happier and I, you know, I can report that no one, there was no one there with COVID. We took precautions and everything like that. So it was, it was nice to actually be able to do that and uh, feel normal for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's good. You know, you, you said feel normal. We haven't felt normal for a while. We don't know mm-hmm. when we would know. Um, at this point, I think we're at a point of what is normal anymore. It's, I think it's going to keep, you know, spiraling into what really is normal. Is this the new normal? What does new normal mean? And you know, this yeah. unnavigated territory. Um, but with that said, um, you know, with what you saw happen in 2020, and I know this is a loaded question, so <laughs> take it however. But with whatever happened in 2020, what are your your plans, or at least what you're gearing up for in 2021? Uh, honestly, man. I, uh, as confident as I can say, I think we launched uh, a very strong, a very good record in October, on October 23rd of last year. You know, obviously we have yet to go out and beat the pavement to support that mother effer. So I want to go out and support that fucking CD, dude. That's what I want to do. I mean, that's what we have to do. Uh, so whenever shows or opportunities can open up, that's exactly what we're going to do. You know, just go out and tour and mingle and meet people and get go out and do our thing. Uh, as far as, I don't know, you know, we've done live streams already. We've been trying to, you know, stay relevant with social media. You know, I don't know, man. It's just things are, things are getting crazy, you know, and I, it kind of, uh, kind of off the subject, but I just thinking, uh, it kind of blew my mind reading about Tommy Vex and Bad Wolves the other day. And like, yeah, things are just crazy, man. I just, I don't even know, you know, Th- things are just crazy. When, and it's, I mean, we can go wherever we want with these things. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Um, with that situation, it's, you know, it's funny. I've been reading about it and reading everyone's comments. Yeah, me too, know, dude without trying to get too involved into it, you know, one side or the other, I do think, and, and uh, Rob from Nonpoint mentioned this years ago about obviously the changing in lineups of Nonpoint. You know, everyone's like, without Tommy, Bad Wolves isn't Bad Wolves anymore. And that band's going to fail. I've got personally two problems with that. One, I, I understand where the fans might be coming from, but I don't think we should ever hope for a band to fail no matter what. Um, right. With or without their singer, and I, I totally get that losing him, you know, means you lose that voice that you've kind of that, that's that's what you know Bad Wolves for. You know that voice, right? That bad right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of it is what happens to those fans now, because obviously you're at a weird crossroads where when someone does become the singer of your band you know, they're going to be scrutinized way harder than you guys were when you first hit the, the ground. Yeah, that's a sticky situation. Um, just kind of going back to, you know, you say Rob from Nonpoint. Yeah. 
you mentioned him. Uh, it's so iffy and so 50-50. I agree with you 100% about, you know, saying a band's going to fail because um, there's been so many bands that have gotten new singers and been so successful and they actually pull it off very well. Uh, you know, just some bands off the top of my head. I, it's This is a very controversial one, but I'm actually a big fan of uh, Matt, the new singer of Three Days Grace. So it's like, I, you know, he, to me, he doesn't sound anything like Adam but I really like their their new material that they're writing with him. And so it's like, I don't know. It really depends. I don't know if you, if you know, speaking of Bad Wolves, if you try and get a guy that sounds like Tommy to replicate their older stuff or you just get someone else and then you kind of start something new and just keep going with the name, you know, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, it'll be a hard one, especially for a band who, when they came out, their first single was that, that you know, the Cranberries cover that was yep. supposed to have Boris on it. Right. And, and I mean, it drew millions of people in. They, oh. It drew me in. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, so going forward, you know, the name and everything, I don't know that anything will have the effect that that did. However, I imagine once they have a singer or have decided on someone to sing, that first single will kind of evoke that same kind of attention in a way because everyone's going to be paying attention to saying, well, what are Bad Wolves doing now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, just me thinking about that, if, if something happened and Blake ended up having to quit or – I don't know. I, I, don't, I wouldn't continue Saul. I mean, because I just – I mean, he's my brother. We've been doing it since day one. It just wouldn't be the same. I just wouldn't do it, you know? And, like, I don't know. It's weird because I think I could be replaced as a guitarist. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to replace a singer, dude. It is really hard, you know? It, it is. And, and, again, it's one of those things. Like, this is funny. This is where we're at. Um, it's one of those things where when you when when I think about it now, like I'm going through my head trying to imagine bands and been like, wow, did you work out, you know, with your new singer? I think of Alice in Chains, who has a singer mm -hmm. that I mean <laughs> That was one of those bands I was thinking of too, dude. Yeah. Oh I, man. I, you close your eyes and you're like, You sure that's not Lane Staley? Like, wait a second. Oh. Yeah, insane. Uh speaking of Alice in Chains, I thought Jerry could have been the lead singer. Yeah, I was, I was like, get you know, have the bass player do your parts, Jerry, and you be the lead singer because I actually those songs that Jerry you know took lead vocals on, I love those Allison Chain songs, dude. I think he's a phenomenal singer, so I don't know, but he's not bad at all. You're right, he's he he could have carried it, like yeah. you said, yeah. But with them getting, uh, man, what is his name? I can't think of the new singer's name, I can't. <laughs> Because he's a he's a very well respected musician before he got into Alice in Chains. Uh, gosh, I can't even remember, but yeah, phenomenal. That's one of those dudes, yeah, that can do the old identical. You know what I mean? It would surprise oh. me if that dude wasn't in an Alice in Chains tribute band before. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's actually what they found. They're like, oh, Alice yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, man, I think that's how they got uh, Journey. When they were searching for a new singer really uh-huh i think the members were going on youtube and all this and that and watching these dudes do uh vocal covers and they found that guy all the way in like uh 
the Manila Philippines or some crazy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And they uh, they got a hold of him somehow and uh, gave him a, a plane ticket and said, meet you at this studio. And they they didn't believe it was actually him singing it because it sounded that good. And they brought him in the studio to replicate it. And they're like, holy shit. Because the dude can't hardly speak English. Yeah. But he sings like <laughs> an American so well. It's so weird, yeah. you know? You're like, wait a second. You can't speak, but you uh-huh. know the words and sing them perfectly. It's so weird. It's weird how that happens. Speaking to that, we're talking about singers, and and I know you mentioned you know you can replace a guitarist. I just thought about something, and and some people listening later on watching might laugh at this, but I always think back to the debacle of Limp Bizkit when Westmoreland left. In my eyes, Westmoreland was just as big a part of Limp Bizkit as Fred Durst was. True. And, and when West Borland left and they got, I don't even know what that kid's name was. That was it. It didn't matter what Fred Durst did. You lost West Borland. You lost a piece of that band. Right. And until he came back, Limp Bizkit, it, it didn't matter anymore. You know? Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So you're right. I mean, there there are those trademark dudes like, uh, you know, John Five and all those type of dudes that just because they're the guitar player, but they got such a a staple of how they do things and how they look on stage. You're right. That That is just as important as a lead singer. So I'll, I will take that back. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think it would, it would be easier to replace me and Saul than it would be Blake is what I, I guess I was getting at. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's it, it, again, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it, it does suck what happened with Tommy. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff surrounding that. And yeah, I don't know on which side the decision was made. Um, you know, I don't know either. It 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 sounded like the label dropped Tommy, and then Bed Wolves had no choice. It's what it sounded like, right? Yeah. So one of the things I read is that they encouraged the band to part ways with him um, because of his views and beliefs. Um, man, I don't know. That's. Uh, uh. It's a, it's a line. It, it's a it's a line to teeter. And I've, I've said this before. The, the thing that makes America beautiful is our differing ideologies, our beliefs and viewpoints. Right. And, and I'm all for that because that's that's what we've got. Nothing. If we've got nothing else, we've got our differing ideologies and our differing beliefs. Yep. And that, but when we come to the table, we have that. Right. Um, I do believe that there are times where things can get out of hand when they're said right they can be easily misconstrued and, right. and thrown back at you in a way right. where you're like how would you say this right and so and not to mention you know we're just talking politically but not to mention i don't know the truth behind it but there's also a lawsuit from his ex-girlfriend against him right so it, it, kind of like there's a lot of bad press surrounding him and it sounds like they say it's easier to move on now than to wait and see what happens yeah Man, it just it it sucks because you don't you don't know the truth and we'll probably never know the truth. It's uh I'm just kind of reflecting and thinking back on us. Uh rule number one in Saul with the band mm-hmm. members of Saul, you don't talk politics or religion on any social media platform. You don't do it because of stupid shit like this. You don't shit where you sleep, dude. You don't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Like just don't even give someone an opportunity to find something 
that's going to offend them. You know what I mean? Especially with like the new age movement of like, you know, Black Lives Matter and this and that. It's like, just don't say, don't say anything. Shut, shut your mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's Fair. it's terrible because I feel like we have to walk on eggshells, but you know, cause you're going to get, if you say the one wrong thing, you're going to get rid, ridiculed for being a racist or this and that. That's the one thing I do hate is how easy it is to go down that road and you know, but who knows? It, it is what it is. It's not hard for me to not talk politics online. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and it can be, it can be hard. I, I know you, you make a good mention. If you're good, if you're going to talk it, you're going to end up delving into it no matter what. So at right. that point, if you decide to do it on sauce page, you're involving the band right. in whatever debate, mm -hmm. whatever you may be talking about. So at that point, You've taken Saul down whatever road you're yep. heading, no matter what. And you've right. tied, tied the band, all of right. the members, to that directly. Right. You know, and uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish what you were saying. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're fine. You know, we've had a conversation about this before just because uh, we got a new drummer uh, back in 2020. Our old, old drummer, Joe, left because of family reasons. And, uh, you know, we had this conversation about choosing what to talk about and i guess it got you know things got brought up and management i thought made a good point is if you believe that strongly that you need to talk about politics or religion you know Saul doesn't want it but if you believe that strongly you have to to change people's minds or this this is what you're about feel free to you know leave the group and go do that we encourage that and i thought that was cool um but yeah, it just so man, I'm I'm all over the place today. This just reminds me of, I'm a I'm a big Maynard James Keenan fan, huge. Okay. Okay. So a perfect circle put out um a record called Emotive. It's been a handful of years ago, and a lot of them were uh like covers and like uh I don't know, remakes of like old 70s war songs you know 60s 70s war songs from vietnam and all of this and that and uh maynard said they'll never do it again because they got so much backlash from that and that was you know george bush um his his time as presidency and you know obviously maynard and a perfect circle are hardcore democrats and they were just kind of talking shit about yeah. you know the republican way and yeah he said he'll never do it again because it, it about destroyed the band yeah, and I, you know, and it's funny when you bring up someone like Maynard. Maynard, as I don't want to say he's, you know, closed in, but he's a he's kind of a private guy. Does oh. his thing. Oh yeah. You know, he I, I write music when I'm ready. When it's out, it's out. I tour. When that's done, that's it. You don't hear from me. Exactly. Um, but he's one of those guys who also, which is crazy to hear that he doesn't shy away from saying what's on his mind when he's there in the moment. Right. Right. Um, you know, and to hear that, I, I can see that because it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to take all this shit. I just wanted to say what I wanted to say, and now, now here we are, and I'm going to be in, in fifty thousand arguments about it. Yep. You know, this isn't what I came here for. Um, right. And I, and I do believe I'm I'm a firm believer also in if you've got to get it out, then get it out. But you know, like you said in Saul, we don't do it. But if it's if it's an open policy, then we're gonna talk about it and it's gonna go on. Obviously, 
you know, when we talk about Bad Wolves, I don't know what that policy was. Was was it only Tommy that was posting on the Bad Wolves socials when they were talking these things? Were other band members chiming in? You know? Well, I think every time I actually saw something online that was ever said political, it was on Tommy's own personal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if if they ever really brought the Bad Wolf socials into it. You know what I mean? It's just, I guess, just the fact that he's the lead singer of the band. And it, it just kind of taints the name. It doesn't to me. I mean, I... I'm not political at all, and I, I, I like to stay neutral because I, I like to think that there's good traits on both sides. And no one, no way is right or wrong, you know. Uh, and I read a lot of what Tommy was saying, and I guess I didn't disagree with it either, a lot of it. And, you know, it just offends people, and that's where it is, you know. Yeah. And, no, and I, and I hear you. And I, and I think... If I were Tommy and I'm not, so this doesn't matter in the end. <laughs> but, you know, when we're talking about things, we also have to think of our audience and how we're going to present these things. Right. Um, because, again, if we talk about listening to your songs and hearing them, everyone's going to absorb them differently. Everyone's going to mm-hmm. absorb your message differently. And, and this got brought up last night. It's really hard if you decide to speak your mind but in the process you you alienate without trying to open the door and say listen i'm trying to have a conversation about all this with all of you and so no matter like you said you take a route and you could alienate one group of people you could ostracize you could do whatever the the big part here like i said earlier about having beliefs ideologies is that if we can take the time to listen to one another and kind of Mm -hmm. talk in a manner which says this is what I'm saying, but I would like to hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. We could get a lot more done. Um, you know what that's called? That's called having an adult conversation. <laughs> Am I right? You're right. You are. You are right. You are right. And too many times, I've been I've been on that side of not being able to have that adult conversation. I'm not afraid to admit it. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, we all do. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, we all do. Trust me. Uh, you know, especially if you're, you know, talking to one of your friends or a family member and they say something that offends you. And it's like, you get all pissy and you say, you know, you have your little la 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 and then you go back and then you start thinking like oh man that offended me because it's true man that really sucks you know or whatever you know it's just it's just weird how different things hit different people and uh you know i'm one of those people i i usually have a pretty short fuse and it doesn't take much to get under my skin so i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) yeah you know again you know like we said if we could conversations need to be had yeah one way Conversations need to be had, and we, we need to have these conversations, and we need to continue on, because the only way we're going to grow is if we learn from one another. Um, we 100%. listen as we're speaking, so it's not only sharing what you've gone through or been through, but it's listening to what others have been through and gone through, and, and that kind of helps when we say we're going to come together, because guess what? Now we can come together because we we are sharing our experiences and through those shared experiences, we can become one. Exactly. And I think that's a, you know, could be a possibility 
if we all took the time. It may be ways down the road, but it's... I know. It's kind of funny that you say that because um, just thinking of like... It's it's weird for, uh, I think, a lot of musicians, not just me, to not be able to go out and do a lot of the normal things that you normally do, but still try and find uh, ideas and concepts and uh, inspiration to like lyrically write music mm -hmm. um just kind of what you were talking about so we call our fans equals all right and the, the records rises equals and our whole thing is you know we're eye to eye no one's above no one's below like we don't a lot of bands I, I, actually let me take that back we we view our fans as being equal because we know that without them we have nothing we have no business so we literally treat we try and treat them like family so like when we do go out on the road, uh, the equals in that city will get together and they'll have what's called a gathering of the equals. So it'll be like a pre-party and then they all come together. And like, that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, I'm trying to like wrap my mind with con like concepts and ideas of like how to wrap up 2020 with how I feel, you know what I mean? And I don't, you know, we got songs like Parasite Eve by Bring Me the Horizon that's like literally talking about, you know, the, the virus and the parasite. And I kind of wanted to avoid that, but more of um, going back to what you said about us listening and talking and um, stuff like that. And uh, I had the concept of, you, have you ever heard of uh, uh, Six Degrees of Separation? Yeah. So you're... you're Everyone is only six people away from knowing everyone in the world. Absolutely. Well, I was I was gonna take that that kind of concept, but do it where you're separated, where you can't have access to them. So you're talking about your personal struggles, and it's gonna be called six feet of separation. It's gonna talk about 2020. Ah, I like I think that. I think it'll be kind of interesting. So I kind of have that rolling around in my head. So, uh, you know, I just need to continue to stay inside um, and be depressed and write those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully not too much depression, but hopefully something that does does kick more of that in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm slamming uh, a monster, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. With all that said, you know, I, I do want to say first and foremost, I appreciate you talking with me and listening. As we talk about, you know, this talking and listening, when I do these things, um, I normally do them in person. I, I oh. normally do them in a bikini. <laughs> that, oh! Yeah. That, makes that's, sense. That's my whole thing. Mankini. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. That's my whole thing. Um, and I... It started on accident. It, it, it stuck with me. But at the same time, it's one of those things that brings a sense of vulnerability to conversations because at the end of the day, what are you going to do when there's a big fat guy next to you in a bikini with a microphone? Like, <laughs> what did you say, dude? I, I know I don't like pizza. What? <laughs> I've the fact that, you know, I've, I've begun to see through these, these Zoom interviews that there is a little more vulnerability, whereas, you know, you're at home, I'm at home, we're just relaxing and talking and getting things off of our chest and kind of catching up. 
But it also at the same time, you said you look at your fans as equals. I like it when you can humanize musicians because I think too many times there's a pedestal put there by the fans and it kind of makes it so that you're here and they're here. And I think it's right. a hard thing to realize, you know, especially looking back at the last year, you're just as much human as I am. And you went through a lot of the same things last year that everybody else did. Yeah, exactly. It, that's, that, that is so right. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> that's awesome. With the with the gathering of the equals that did set something off in my mind though, have you ever heard of the gathering of the juggalos? Oh, maybe that's where they uh, they got it. I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> gathering of the juggalos. That's yeah. That's the that's the place. That's that's you know what that's that is my spot. I'm uh, I, I'm a juggalo myself. I love the insane clown posse. So m- my job now nice. in my mind is bringing Saul to the gathering of the juggalos. Let's do it. Hey, man, where, where are you guys out of exactly? Uh, so I'm actually in Maryland, but the Midwest Metal Show is run out of Ohio. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. I, th- I thought so. I just wasn't sure. Where, ICP is out of what, Detroit? ICP is in Detroit, yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's no, that's still, awesome. I find that's, that's technically the Midwest still, Detroit, Michigan. I don't... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. 100%. Uh, it's still... Considered pop over there, soda. I don't. <laughs> what what the hell do we call? It? Yeah, we call it, we call it soda soda pop. Soda pop. Yeah, because we're we're pretty north, uh, so we 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 elongate our O's. Soda Minnesota. You know. I yeah, don't kinda, know. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> you know we'll go down to Texas or something. Like, where are you guys from? Like, you sound Canadian or something. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, eh? <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I, I totally, I've, I've been to Minnesota and, I, and I've met lots of them. And it's that same, it's, wow, you, you guys talk almost like you're on the other side of that water. Like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I guess it's just like uh, someone from the South having a Southern drawl or, you know, from Boston that's got that, you know, that Boston accent. You can't help that. You know what I mean? Just how um, it is. <laughs> I I do gotta say, Boston accent's gotta be one of my favorite because no matter how someone from that area is talking, they always sound angry. Oh, dude, yeah, it's <laughs> insane. I know. Uh, it's like it's like listening to someone speak German. It's always <laughs> like, oh man, they sound very mad all the time. It's uh. crazy. <laughs> Sounds angry. Well, look, I, I'd like to thank you for for taking the time to chat with me, sit down, speak with me. Um, before we head out, is there anything you'd like to say to anyone listening who may end up watching this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm Zach Betzel. I had a, a great time talking with you today. I know the other three guys are stoked to get out and tour, um, pound the pavement, getting this our brand new record rises equals out um, and meeting as many equals as we can. So uh, in the meantime, if you guys are interested in us, haven't heard about us or want to continue to dig saulofficial.com is where you can find all social medias. Uh, It's our main platform, music videos, merch, everything like that. So rock and roll. Well, Zach, thank you so, so, so much. I'm looking forward to what Saul has 
cooking up for us. But at the same time, I'm just looking to see you guys out on the road because just like you guys want to play, I need live music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, fingers crossed that we get out there sometime this year and then hopefully we can meet face to face and then, you know, do another one of these and then we'll both be in Mankitis and it'll be a good time. We'll come with bikinis and pizza. Oh, that dude, that sounds like my Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Zach, thank you again. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe, stay well, stay healthy. Thank you. Yep. Have a good night, man. Thank you. You too, brother. As always, thanks for joining us on the Midwest Metal Show podcast. Make sure to keep up to date with us on our Facebook page, our Twitter page under MWMS, and our Instagram page, Midwest Metal Show. And check out MidwestMetalShow.com for all of our interviews, random news, album reviews, and more. And as always, keep those horns up, and we will see you in hell.